Wait a minute, this love started off so tender, so sweet. But now she got me smoking out the window. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode of the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Remember, I drop new episodes every Wednesday available on all platforms. And if you didn't check last week's episode out, then what are you doing here now? You're skipping ahead. You got to go back and listen to the hip hop episode as I am receiving a ton of emails in regards to that episode. First and foremost, though, I'm really excited to be here. We are in holiday season. I mean, full swing. Oh, yes, the water, the coffee, every type of liquid I can imagine in front of my body. Ew, that sounds weird. Um, we are in full swing holiday season right now. I mean, it's it's just wild to me. And I and you've heard me talk about this so many times. Like the the, the fact that it was just Halloween. I swear. I swear it went from my son's birthday to Halloween, to almost Christmas. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. Like, I feel like I just took down my Halloween decorations. I kept the fall stuff up, and then all of a sudden I blinked, it was Thanksgiving, and bam, here we are. And that's just it, guys. Time goes so fast. And it got me thinking over the last couple months. It really, it's really been something I've kind of I guess I can openly admit this, that I've been struggling with. I don't know if struggle's the right word. Um, thinking about processing, maybe at times, it, it really truly struggling with, is time. I never gave it much thought, you know, when you're younger. Not that I'm old, but I never gave it much thought. You know, it just was one of those things. It was Monday and it was a Tuesday. And then it was a Friday and then it was 2 a.m. You know, like it just, it just happened. Now I know I think about it more because of schedules. And I think as we get older and we have more responsibilities, and that doesn't necessarily mean older, you can have a lot of responsibilities at the age of 18, 19, 20. It just depends on your situation. But as we get older, we definitely have more deadlines, I think. In my opinion, or at least in my case, and that's all I can speak about. You have, you have deadlines at work. Really, no matter what you do, I don't care if you're an engineer a sales in sales and in insurance, CEO, you have some sort of deadline. Even getting to work for those that punch a clock is a deadline. Got to be to work at nine. You got to be up at a certain time. You got to be out the door at a certain time just in case there's traffic or an accident or weather. You got to be in bed in a certain time. Otherwise, you know the results. And when you get out of work, even if you're living by yourself, 
You got to be home because you want to eat dinner because you're hungry. You want to take a shower. You want to watch this, you know, watch TV, watch basketball, watch football, watch soccer. The World Cup's going on. You want to watch the World Cup. But then you got to be in bed at a certain time because you got to get up and it just goes by. I mean, think about it. For the average person out there, you work about eight to 10 hours a day. There's 24 hours in a day. So let's just take away all this other stuff. Let's take away all your your fun things that you want to do. And let's look at some things you have to do. And again, this doesn't apply to everybody. But let's just look at me, for example. Let's even look on a day that I don't have my son. Let's look on a day that he's with his mom. Okay? I got to be at work. That's almost, that's at least a minimum of eight hours. It's probably more on an average of nine, but eight hours. There's 24 hours in a day. So you're right, you're nine hours. But that's the actual time I'm at work. That is not the time from getting up and getting ready. Now I'm blessed because I don't live that far from my job. It doesn't take me that long. Traffic or a train or a random accident, sure. But it doesn't take me that long. So if I'm going to work, let's say it takes me, let's just for fun, and it doesn't, I need that 30 minute drive time. Park the car, get in early, put my stuff away, boom, make my way to, my, to where I gotta go, 30 minutes. Well, now you're looking at nine and a half hours of your day is gone. But wait a minute, what about getting ready? Breakfast, forget the workout. Let's say I don't work out that morning or go for a run, breakfast, shower, leave. Another hour? Now you're at 10 and a half hours of your day gone. Then you drive home, 30 minutes. 11 hours is gone out of your 24 hour day. <laughs> you see what I'm getting at? You take a shower, 10, 15 minutes, you know, it's a quickie. You make your dinner, 30, 40. You're almost at another hour, 12 hours. You are halfway. You're out at the halfway point. You stay up for an hour, maybe two, 14 hours, 15 hours. You got to go to bed. Done. It doesn't leave time for much and you haven't even begun to do anything that you wanted. Now, I'm just giving that as an example. I'm not saying that it's always that way, but that's just an average. And you didn't even know. But that's how quickly time just disappears from you. That's how quickly that it, you are robbed of it and you are just taken. It's taken away. And before you know it, it's the next day. And then you start sacrificing things, sacrificing sleep, sacrificing chores, house cleaning, laundry, responsibility, procrastinating, because you just want to relax. You just want to chill. You want to zone out to Yellowstone. You want to sit there and, and, and listen to some music while you, while you write. You want to talk on the phone. You want, to, you want to go outside and like do some yard work. You know, you don't want to do those things. You want to do the other things. So you sacrifice it. But then the next day you realize you have even less time. And then throw kids in the mix, throw your significant other in the mix, and forget it. But there's nothing we can do about it. And that's not the part that I struggle with is the fact that I have all these things I have to do. That's not it. What I'm struggling with is that I'm 44 years old. 
And I'm not old. Okay? I'm not. I pretend I am, but I'm not. My son is five. But I remember the exact moment when I met him for the first time. When he came out. You know, you all know how that works, right? I don't have to explain it. When he came out. And I remember holding him and touching him and looking at him as he stared back at me with his big giant eyeballs. And they were wide open. Like, what up, Dad? And he had the, he had the Brandon look. And I'm not taking anything away that he doesn't have his mom in him because obviously he, he, you know, he does, duh. But he had that look at that moment. Everybody said it. That's, that's definitely Brandon's boy. And now I look at him now. And forget the amazing factor that plays into everything of where he is and what he's learned and how he's turning into his own person. I can talk about that for ages. That's not what I'm talking about. That he's going to be in school full time next year. And my time with him over the last five years will change dramatically. I've been blessed and spoiled with being able to wake up and do whatever I want with him. You know, for the most part, obviously I got to work and being able to not worry about his schedule. Oh, we're going to go out of town for a couple days. All I got to worry about is my schedule because Luke doesn't have anything. Well, now he does. I mean, he does now that he's in school, but it's not full time. So as I sit there and I think about that, I'm like, oh, crap. I got to adjust my schedule so that I can have more time with my son because he's going to be in school full time next year. It's, it's, look, it's December right now, right? I got some time. But again, that's the trap. That's the quicksand. When we say I got some time, you don't. You just don't. I struggle with that. I'm super excited for my son's growth. It, I mean, as a parent, as anybody who's a parent out there, and even if you're not, I'm sure you can relate to it into some level, whether that be you know a parent, or maybe you have a niece or nephew, or you have a brother and sister. It's exciting. You want your kids and those young people, those little people, you want them to grow on a maturity level, physical level and, and, and be who they are to see them as a human being. It's exciting. And I love it, but it's a reminder of times. And I would be lying if I said this wasn't true. And I, I, I don't know how to put it. It's a reminder of sometimes of, of how much time I don't have. And I have a crap ton of time. God willing, knock on wood and things go the way where they're supposed to go. We're not promised anything. Let's understand that. But if life is good and the plan is good, I have a lot of time. But you want more. And this is where it's going to get weird. And I'm sorry. Because one day I'm not going to be here. 
I'm not going to get to see my son. And he's going to have to live his life without me. And I can't wrap my brain around that. I'm not ignorant. I understand how the world works. I understand life. But it, it, it kicks me in the crotch. <clears throat> Even now, it makes me upset. I don't think about this. I don't sit in my bedroom and think about this day in and day out. I'm just saying, as, as pivotal moments happen, it pops up. So you want to enjoy every moment you have. And I'm just speaking from the aspect of a parent. I'm not even talking about the other stuff. And you know you can't stop it. And you can't control it. We as human beings have a hard time understanding that we have very little things in our life that we can control. Very little. You can control what you put on. You can control what you eat. You can control when you go to bed most of the time. You can control when you get up. Maybe if you're lucky. That's not always true. You can tip. You can control the words that come out of your mouth. The actions you do nine times out of ten as far as basic stuff. But there's not much in life that you can control. And you can't control time. And it's crazy to me because it feels like, and maybe it's because of him, it feels like time is going at warp speed. Like Captain Kirk is just there, or Hans and the Millennium Falcon just shooting us through warp speed. And I'm like, whoa! Can we sit down? I don't even want time to go by fast. I mean, that's not true. I was going to say at work. Some days I do want time to go by fast at work. But sometimes I have so much stuff to do at work. I'm like, can we slow slow the roll? What do you mean I got two hours and I got to get out of here? I'm not even close to being done. I mean, in just a mere few weeks, it's 2023. Are you kidding me? I don't know if we're making up for the fact that in from 2019, the end of it, for 2020, and it just dragged because we were in the apocalypse. We were in this quicksand of crap. So now the next couple years are going to speed up. I don't know. It doesn't it feel that way too, like when bills are due? Like you're like, cool, I got my bills paid. Two weeks later, you're like, what do you mean? I would even, I just paid my mortgage. I just paid my rent. What do you mean? You're like, I only got two weeks left in the month and I'm, not, I'm shy, you know, I'm shy this amount of money because of this. And you're like, crap. It's crazy how that happens. It's crazy how we have zero control of our time, but yet so many people out there waste it. I, I, and I blame, and I do, look, let me, let me put my hand up in the air. I do it too. Because I do so much that when I have quote unquote downtime, all I want to do is waste it. But then you sit there and go, oh my God, I didn't do that today. Oh my God. And then you stockpile and stockpile all these things you're supposed to do. And you think somehow miraculously that the next day you're going to have a bunch of time to do them when you couldn't get them done in the first place when you had a lot of time. But people just waste it. I talk to people that sit there 
Oh, you know, my brother's in town. Oh, cool. What are you guys going to do? I don't know. We haven't hooked up yet. Well, when did he get in town? Three days ago. What do you mean three days ago? Yeah, yeah. He's seen a couple friends first. He called me, but I just couldn't do it. What are you doing right now? No, I'm just sitting down on the computer messing around. What? What? That's a real conversation I had, by the way, with somebody recently. Okay. You know, not too long ago, I went to Detroit. I mean, very recently, I went to Detroit. Actually, by the time you guys hear this, I'll have probably been back from Detroit, depending on when I drop this episode. And it was a short trip. And it, it, look, it wasn't a good, t- it wasn't a good timing. Trust me. It wasn't good timing. When it was planned, it was okay timing. Things change. It wasn't good timing, but what are you going to do? But I got to meet up with the dudes from the Notes Magoats podcast and my buddy Ken. And I got to go to a Pistons game. Who knows if they won because I'm speaking in the future. <laughs> Uh, Actually, by the time I post this episode, I'll know who have won. But I made time to do something. And it would have been very easy to tell Steve and Brandon and Ken that I was too busy. And I couldn't make it. I'm sorry. Because of my short trip. It would have been acceptable and believable as well. Because it really was a short trip. But why? You know, some of you might be like, well, why would you say that? Those are your people. Well, because sometimes the effort is tough. So I understand the effort. I understand not feeling like your social tank is empty. But sometimes you have to push through that. Now, let me make it clear. That was never my intention. So obviously I didn't do that. But I understand there are times when my social fuel tank is dry. Because see, at my old job, I didn't care about my social fuel tank. I didn't care about it. I didn't care about the job anyway. It was punch a clock, get my money, bounce. Punch the clock, get my money, bounce. It wasn't a career that took care of me. It paid the bills, but the job was crap. Don't care. My new job different story. Love it and passionate about it. I've not felt this way in a long time. It's exciting. I see growth potential. I want to do my best. I like the people I work for. I like the people I work with. And I have to be social on a regular basis. I have to put my voice out there. And don't get me wrong. I like it. There was, a, there was one time recently I was, I was pretty sick and did not like it. But I have to do it. So when I get home, the last thing I want to do is talk to people. I had this trouble when I worked in the bars, when I was in the service industry, when I was managing nightclubs, when I was managing bars, and I always had to be social, always constant, had to be on my, put on my face that I would get home and be drained. I don't want to put on my face. I don't want to talk to anybody. And it was hard to have that balance. So I get being like, no, I'm too busy. There have been times I haven't want to talk to people I really like recently. Like, I really like you. I don't even want to text you. I just, (laughs) it's not you personally. I just don't want to do it. Like the idea of saying, hey, what up, is a struggle. 
but you have to push through. You have to, because you don't know how much time you won't have to check in, to hang out. I'm not going back to Detroit anytime soon at all. So I'm not going to see some of my peeps for a long time. Sure. We'll talk on the phone, podcasting and crap like that, but it's different. So when I was talking to this person and they were telling me they hadn't planned to hang out with their brother yet, they were working on it and all they were doing was sitting on their ass around the house doing nothing. I'm like, you haven't seen your brother in two years. Why are you sitting around? It got me thinking like, what the heck? What if this is the last time you, you, your opportunity to see your brother, not saying that I'm wishing will ill or that something bad's going to happen. Like they're, you know, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm just saying, what if they don't come back this way for a long time? Then what are you going to do? You're going to have some regret because you decided to take too long. It happens with friends of mine all the time too. And I know I'm tough to hang out with at times because of my schedule. And I know I'm tough to, to even get a hold of, to have a conversation sometimes. But there are people that I know for a fact that I have sent multiple text messages, phone calls, whatever, to hang out with to, you know, exhausted all efforts for them to continue to remain in my life. And they don't. And I bounce. It's interesting to me because are they choosing what is important to take up their time and did I not make the cut? But I would never know that if I didn't make the effort. So I think about these things I want to do. And sometimes these schedules that we have really stress us out when it comes to time. It really does. You look at your schedule and I'm talking like from work to school, to family, to planning. I have been planning a trip to Disney for when Luke's seven for years, saving money a little bit at a time from change. I have a giant, this brewery years ago gave me uh, this giant metal bucket. It's all spray painted, graffitied. It's a cool, it's a cool bucket. It's a, it was, we did a contest and they had these prizes and they gave me this bucket and it's awesome. I don't even like the brewery anymore, but I love the bucket. And that has been my change bucket. And I have used it as a change bucket since I got this like four years ago. Now, when you're just tossing change in there for years and not paying attention, you have no idea. The last time I counted it, I had like $1,500 in there. Okay. That was a year ago. $1,500 ain't going to get me anywhere in Disney. It might give me Mickey Mouse ears, right? Obviously I'm saving more, but seven is the magic number. My son will be old enough to wait in line a little bit longer. It'll be easier. Blah, blah, blah. That's the magic number. 10 would be ideal, but I don't want to wait that long. I want to go. So Seven is the magic number. He turns six in September. I feel like I just started that bucket, but that timeline has made me go, whoa, holy crap. How did, how did time fly? 
You know, it's like when you sign a lease in an apartment and you're like, cool, I got a year. I, this happened to me. I can speak this way. Let me get a year. I'm going to live here for a year. When the lease is up, we're going to go get a house. Boom, eight months in. What? Uh, my lease is up soon and COVID's still going wild and I lost my job and uh, I guess I'm staying here for another year. But, I mean, it's, it's insane. Two years ago, I was going to buy a car. Thank God I didn't. Knock on wood, my car still survives a little bit because I took some major hits financially. But oh my God, that was two years ago. I still don't have the car. I still took a hit financially. And I got to get one. But again, those schedules kind of make time go crazy. So what does it all mean, Brandon? What's your point? My point is don't piss away time. We're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. And I'm going to piss it away again. I promise you. It's going to happen. You think you got all the time in the world to pay that bill. You think you got all the time in the world to go meet your friends or take your wife or boyfriend or husband or whatever the crap to this restaurant or this place and this trip. You got all the time in the world. Ah, I'll take my son, you know, I'll bike ride in tomorrow. I'll do this tomorrow. Really? Tomorrow's not there. It's not guaranteed. We got to stop acting like tomorrow is guaranteed because it's not. I'm not saying live every hour like it's your last day on earth, but embrace it. And that's something I've been dealing with for a long time. Some people out there that that listen to this podcast will understand what I'm saying because they know me. Some people that troll this podcast will sit there and roll their eyes, but hey, continue to to listen because your downloads give me money. So all you trolls out there, enjoy. Um, That's why I don't get angry. I know what everybody's thinking, Brandon, right? You're an angry dude. No, look, I like to be mad for fun, (laughs) okay? There was a point in my life where I was angry all the time. Even when I was happy, I was angry. It was there. It wasn't that the switch had to be turned on. The switch was always on. It was just a matter if I was going to let it go explode and I, you know, or not. If I was going to break a circuit or not. That's all it was. People are like, oh, who's got to light your fuse? Look, my fuse is lit. I'm angry right now. It's just a matter of do I show it or not? I don't feel that way anymore. And sometimes I just get angry for fun because it makes me laugh. Or I'll make a bigger deal out of something for myself because it's hilarious to me, probably not to anybody else. But really, because of my son, he has got me to calm down. He really, truly has. Although he's also gotten me to the point where I feel like sometimes I need to leave the room too. So that's fair. But I'm not that guy anymore to get angry because it is such a waste of time. You know, there are so many people out there that I used to just despise and had, you know, because they wronged me or because maybe we both wronged each other or maybe because I thought they did or I just don't like anymore, you know. And I would spend this effort to, like, make sure that they knew if we were in the same room together that I did not like them. Scorched earth. Take that bridge, burn it, rebuild it, give them an olive branch, 
soaked in gasoline and set it on fire when you walk, walk away. That's what I used to do. I don't feel that way anymore. Now, I'm not saying I like everybody because I don't. There are a lot of people I don't like, but I just don't care. And there's a lot of people that think I really do care still, and they use that in their own little weird, twisted world they live in, but I don't. I cannot stress how much I don't care. Like, there's not enough words in the English language or any other language to describe the fact that I don't care. Like, seriously. I mean, I don't care so much that most people don't even get a reaction from me when they're trying to poke me and kick the sleeping tiger. I don't want to be a tiger. The sleeping pit bull. Those are short little stocky dudes, you know. That's, I just don't care because anger and focus, it wastes so much time. It's not that I have to be friends with these people or buddies or whatever. We have to break bread together. I just don't, don't eat at my dinner table, but I don't want you any bad things to happen to you. I just don't want you in my life. If I see you walking down the street, I'm not going to like cross the street to say something to you, but I'm also not going to cross the street to be like, hey, buddy, that's just not me. That's the best way to be. If I forgive somebody, it doesn't mean we're cool. If they forgive me, I don't have to, we don't have to be cool. We just move on. Like, I don't, because it, it, it's so much energy and it's exhausting and it has wasted a lot of time in my life. And I see time around me going by. As you get older, you lose people. Unfortunately, you lose people all the time in life. You don't have to be old to lose people. But for the last couple years, we've had people just disappear from our lives. They died. You know, Drew pops up. He's dead. People I went to school with, dead. Recently. Scares me, man. Scares me. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not afraid to admit it. It scares me. Something's going to come out of nowhere and, and some ailment and I'm going to get it and I'm not going to be here for my son. It scares me. It's, it's scary that you could be talking to somebody one day and a week later they're, they're not there anymore. Not to say that that's never happened to me until the last couple of years because it has high school, before high school, after high school, family, whatever. But you think about it now, it scares you. So you vow to do better, eat better, be healthy, whatever. Get checkups, you know, do what you got to do. But then guess what? That takes time. And what if you just skip that day or skip that doctor's appointment? I'm telling you right now, you got to get out of that mindset of putting it off. I know somebody who puts off everything. Worst person in the world on so many levels. And I sit there and I'm like, how do you get through life? Like, I've put off a lot of things in my life. Bills and paying tickets and things like that. Trust me. But there are other things I'm like, that's like obvious. Like, if it has to do with something that is important to me, I don't put it off. It has to do with somebody that is important to me. I won't put it off. Man, I know this person, they will put off anything. Yeah, I got to do this. It was due like three months ago. What? 
Yeah, I just got my oil change. I needed it. And they told me I had to replace this, that, and the other thing. Well, man, what happened to your car? Oh, yeah, I just didn't get an oil change for the last four months, five months, six months, year. Oh, you're how old? And there's time just ticks and ticks. It happened to me not too recently because here in Texas, you got to get a stupid inspection. It's just a money thing. It's just a money thing. Don't get me started. But they send you out the notice. Like I, I got mine like end of August, first part of September. And I was like, cool. So I should have gone and done it September, October, right? Should have done it. I literally had that envelope sitting on my, by my mail, where I put my keys, where I put my mail, sitting there. And then I was like, got back from Vegas and was like, oh shoot, I got a week. No, I got two weeks before this expires. What did I do? <laughs> I got it done like a week ago. <laughs> Late. The inspection, then I found out I had to get a tire. Can you believe that? Oh, I mean, like, I, way later than I... But had I got it done prior to Vegas, which was early November, I probably wouldn't have needed that tire, wouldn't have been as bald, and it would have passed. Eventually, I would have had to get the tire, but I wouldn't have had to, like, forego that money right away, right? Fork it over. So I was late. I was late and on my own terms, essentially, getting that unbelievable. But again, because we sit there and we look at time, and, and I gotta tell you guys, time can't time is not anybody's friend. It is your true enemy. But the biggest enemy is the procrastination and the lack of response when it comes to things. You get an email from your bill collector. Hey, you're late. Does this? Instead of calling them or emailing them or whatever, because you don't have the money, you just wait. And then you're like, well, I'm getting the money in a couple weeks. Well, you get the money in a couple weeks and the next bill's due. So you pay it, but you're late again. Had you just called them and emailed them nine times out of 10, you could have worked it out and avoided a few late fees. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been there. Sometimes you just don't have the money. You just got to pray for the best and you got to hustle and you got to just hope that the big man helps you out. But if you call and at least communicate, you're taking the first step and being responsible, but we don't. We sit there and ignore it. And I say we because I've been there and I know most of you have been there. Not every single person that's out there can tell me that they've never done that. That's bullcrap. But we waste our time, go, eh, I'll do it later. What is that later? Because before you know it, you've already forgot what you're supposed to do. Now, I'm not saying you got to stop everything at every moment to do this, but I've wasted my time with laundry so many times because I hate it that it's come back and bit me in the butt. I have to do laundry tomorrow. If I don't do it tomorrow, could I get through the next several days without doing laundry? Sure but I'm gonna have like double the following week as opposed to starting over and being fresh. Everything's fresh, I'm cool. So guess what I'm gonna do tomorrow? Laundry, I don't even wanna do it, but I'm gonna do it. I gotta finish Christmas shopping because if I don't, 
Ain't nobody getting anything. By the way, ain't nobody getting anything this year. So last year, if you got something from me, count yourself as the lucky one because there's only one person getting something this year, and that's my kid. You know, maybe you get a Christmas card. Maybe you get, you know, uh, a Merry Christmas from me, but that's it. So don't expect anything. Brandon is baroque. Okay? couple trips. The house. Got to pay off some debt. Y'all just chill out. Dollar store ain't even good enough for you guys. I'll see you in the new year. But time disappears. I talk to my buddy all the time, Nick, Nick Luck, and I, I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm just saying it how it is. We talk about time because of the projects we have from podcasting, his artwork, writing, things like that. And I always tell him, the reason I stay so ahead of the game, and it's not to say that over the last couple years that I haven't had moments on the show where a crazy episode disappeared, which I still have to drop that episode, or I was late recording because of this, or, but for the most part, when I do my shows, trash talk, this, the stuff I do on TikTok, scheduling social media, 98.9% of the time, maybe closer to 99 I am ahead of the game always because I find the time and carve out that piece of time to record. I've had recording marathons. I've recorded three episodes with the Notes Magoats podcast in one night. I actually recorded an episode with them in one night while I recorded an episode with Nick and I recorded an episode with my buddy down in Florida. I find the time and I'm a busy guy. So I always talk to him about getting ahead of the game because there's going to be that day when you don't want to record. There's going to be that week when you don't want to record. You get sick. You're busy at work. You're going on vacation. Your kid gets sick. Your wife gets sick. Or you know what? You're just not in the mood to be creative. That happened to me recently. I was not in the mood like a month ago. I was like, I don't want to create anymore. I'm tired. Thank God I had those episodes done already and in the bag. Or what if you record stuff ahead of time and you're like, man, I was going to record this one episode, but I don't feel like that. I'm going to take these this episode that I have in the bag and put it and move it up. You know how many times I've done the shuffle of shows because I've had the ability to do it? Stuart and I just recorded a bunch of episodes for Trash Talk to get us into, in, into December. Mind you, it's November right now. We are done with December, I think. We'll be doing Januaries in December. We will run a month ahead. Now, it's exhausting. Sometimes I can't record four or five shows in a row. Sometimes we have to do two or three because of my time schedule. But we always try to stay ahead. It's been very rare over the last two years that we haven't been ahead of the game. We can't record them every single week. That doesn't make sense for both of us. That, that, that doesn't make sense. You can't promote properly and you can't really functionally do it, but we might, we make time. So I always tell Nick to make time because things come up and he knows that. I'm not calling him out, bro. I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying you have to make time for those things that are important. 
There are people that lean too heavily into their job and take away from their families. And they think that they are doing the right thing by supporting their family, by working, 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 or focusing on whatever you know uh, job or anything that they have to do. This will benefit my families. Well, you, meanwhile you're doing that, your child or children is growing older and you're missing the most important thing that you're trying to take care of. You're focusing on taking care of them so much that you're not taking care of them. Or, or with significant others, husband or wife. You got a wife who's starting her career or not starting her career. Let's say she's in her career and the husband's in his career and they're both just rocking and rolling and yeah, they come home, they have dinner and maybe they do stuff later and then they go to bed and, but no, they're rocking and rolling, rocking and rolling. They're missing out on events. They're missing out on movies. They're missing out on date nights. Oh, it's been months since we've gone out. While you're doing that, I hope you enjoy being married to your career, to your passion, to your job, to your hobbies because your marriage is falling apart because you're not feeding it on the other end. You're not doing the date nights. You're not realizing that it, it, it's a puzzle. Now I'm not giving marriage advice or relationship advice. That's the last thing I need to do, but the fundamentals are there. That's obvious. Same thing with parenting. There are times when I was writing for a certain movie company, I had to. Now, luckily, this was back, you know, like Luke was still napping, but I had to be like, hey, buddy, this just came across my desk, so to speak. I need 30 minutes. I got to write. I got to write. And I bust the computer out in front of him. Boom, boom, boom. Knock it out. 30, 40 minutes. He's playing. I'm talking to him, whatever. He's good. But could you imagine if I did that every time he was around? Let me bust open my computer. What kind of message does that give? And guess what? The reality is more important people that have more important responsibilities than I do find time to put the computer down or put the phone down or put the, the projects down to hang out with their significant other or kids. But we get in this mindset like, I'm just so busy that I can't do anything. I can't talk to my husband or my boyfriend or girlfriend. I can't play with my kid right now. Like they're the first person in the world that has ever been in this situation. Like people busier than them have never been in this situation before and managed to find time to do that, but they, they can't. It, it, it makes me laugh and it makes me go, well, you're just missing out on the most important things in time your significant other, your boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, whatever, and your kids or yourself. I'm so busy. I haven't had time to do anything. I haven't, I haven't eaten today. I've been working for 13 hours. You know what? I, I haven't gone to the gym in three weeks. I just keep eating this fast food. I haven't done that. Like you're the, like you're the only person who has this agenda, this schedule of busyness and you haven't found time. It's a choice. You've got to make time for what you love no matter what, and you've got to embrace it. And I tell you what, it will haunt you and it'll kick you in the butt if you don't, especially with children. So for me, and if anybody knows me, I will stop, drop, and roll. No, I will stop every single thing I am doing in the world for my kid. It was really tough for me this Thanksgiving. 
it was a struggle. I don't even like Thanksgiving. Not to say the meaning of it. I mean, granted, not, not a pretty time in our history. But the meaning of what it should be. That's fine. I just don't care about the food. It's not my favorite holiday. I don't care about watching the Detroit Lions. I don't. I'll admit it. I like pumpkin stuff, but I don't care about turkey. I don't. There's no good Thanksgiving movies. The only cool thing is after Thanksgiving, it's the start of real holiday season. Put up the decorations, bust out the Frank Sinatra, let's go. You know? But it was hard for me this Thanksgiving because I had to FaceTime with my son. It didn't make sense for me to go see him or to have him come over. Typically, the plan would have been, I'll pick him up that afternoon, he spends the night, we hang out, eat our pumpkin pie, we put up the tree the next day, all that thing. This year was different. I had an opportunity to work, a very short but early shift on Thanksgiving. Time and a half, yes, so I did. It's probably one of the first times I've chosen work over my kid, but I'm also in a position that I have to do that right now as time goes on maybe next year i don't who knows i got out of work and i was doing the debate of okay i'll go pick him up in a couple hours then two things are going to happen i had to be to work the next day at 6 a.m so either he's going to hang out with me and spend the night and then i have to go drop him off at his mom's bright and early which doesn't make sense, and that's not fair for anybody. Or I can hang up for a couple hours and send him back, which might make it harder on him because he gets pissy about that. You know, he's a scheduled dude, you know, and he would get pissy. So I didn't get, I, I made the decision. You know, let him have fun with his mom and his grandpa and over there and his sister and enjoy it, and I will see him after that, you know, the next day or whatever. Because it's not cool to interrupt that. You know, let him have a good time. I could have, but I didn't. So I FaceTimed him. I'm going to tell you right now that that, that that was rough for me. I mean, I binge watched Wednesday and went to bed that night, but it was rough for me. And I don't know why. Probably because, you know, as a holiday, you got to be around your kids or people you love. So being by myself wasn't fun. But I invested the time because it was like a deposit. Because I was off that weekend. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I was off. And I got to spend that time with my dude. And it was worth it. To work that short shift and sacrifice that day to have all that time. And sometimes you have to do that. But I'd be lying if I said it wasn't rough. You got to make those decisions. So make that decision on that time and do something about it. I can't tell you how many people procrastinate in their life. People I know and care about just sit and sit and do nothing and wait and wait and then complain. And I want to look at them and be like, bro, don't come call somebody else. Don't call me. Because I'm already struggling with my own mentals over this time situation. I don't need to deal with your crap. 
Well, speaking of time, I'm running out of time on the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Thank you guys for joining. Had to bring it back down a little serious. We had some fun episodes. I mean, we had two hip-hop episodes. We had the Walking Dead episode. I had to get back to kind of what's going on in my life here, you know, come back to this side of the Life of an Average Joe. Guys, don't forget to send your emails at thelifeofanaveragejoepodcast at gmail.com or you can go ahead and sign up for the newsletters, thelifeofanaveragejoepodcast.com. By the way, news update on the beanies. They will be here January. So uh, in the next week or so, I think I'll be able to post the link after Christmas and you guys can go ahead and start ordering them. I may show you the design later this week. We'll see. But I'll show you guys the design that I have for the beanies. We'll go from there. Got plenty of new stickers in for the Life of an Average Show podcast. Let me know. Got new ones in. Got some fun things coming up. Got an email episode coming up to end the year. That's how I'm going to end the year. It's an email episode. I'm excited about that. I got a lot of emails for the hip-hop episodes. Got a lot of emails for The Walking Dead. Got a lot of emails in general. So we got lots to discuss. We're going to combine it with the end of the year wrap-up, talking about the future, so to speak, of the... uh, Actually, you know what? I'm going to bring that back. I'm not doing that for the end of the year. I'm going to do that for the first episode of the new year because I'm still going to be chilling. But so make sure you get those emails over. Uh, The end of the year is coming up, though. We will be talking about what's to come from the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Got some special guests coming. Um, Guys, I can't thank you enough from seeing the stats on the show, getting those reports, not just from the Spotify wrapped, but getting the back-end stuff from the podcast uh, website, man, it's been awesome. Uh, I kind of felt like the numbers were down a little, you know, because we were, you know, it's that time of year. But I'm looking at some of these episodes that are starting to go up again, and it's been great. If there is anything out there that you'd like me to do different or something that you'd like to see on the show or hear on the show, let me know. If you're an interesting guest and you think that you got something to say and we can kick a conversation together, let's talk about it. I do have several special guests coming up, so I'm excited about that. Uh, New ones that have never been on the show, so that'll be fun. And uh, we'll have the return of Nick Luck on the review show, looking back at a year of pop culture. Uh, Non-franchise, non-Marvel, well, non-franchise, but non-big boys, Marvel, Star Wars. Not talking about those. We're going to look back at some other stuff. What were some of the shows that we liked? What were some of the uh, music and documentaries and things like that that we truly enjoyed? Uh, hopefully that ad, uh, episode gets edited soon and that'll drop in the next week or so. Until then, come on back. Check out Trash Talk every Tuesday at 8 a.m. with myself and Stuart Sachs. We got some good ones coming up and uh, hope you guys have a good day.